Welcome to the Supplemental Seminary Podcast. This is David Toller, your host, and this is episode number six. And in this video podcast and audio podcast, we'll be talking about the ministry of live streaming. We'll be talking about how important is audio, problem solving in real time, learning something new every day, getting 1% better along the way, and value as you go to your live stream and to your audio. And then talk about an installation of a live stream setup that we done this past week. And so we're looking forward to these subjects. So let's get right to it. First of all, let's talk about the ministry of live streaming. I think that's something that we've really missed is we look at live streaming and we don't really look at it as a ministry. But it is a ministry because there are people out there before, you know, this pre-COVID, everything's, you know, pre-COVID now, we have to say before COVID, was we kind of set up the live streaming for those who were shut, shut-ins and sick. And then now we have more people that are watching live streams because of the virus and so forth. And so this has become and should become more of a ministry for our churches that we are nurturing people. I know here at Faith Baptist, we are, we have several people that we are nurturing. I like the word nurturing because we're making sure they're getting the gospel right now. We're making sure they're getting the lessons. We're making sure that they're getting the best option outside of coming to church in person. And so we have those who feel comfortable you know, it's using the precautions that are coming into the service as well as uh, inside and then, you know, keeping distance and so forth like that. But also those who do not feel comfortable may be uh, have a compromised immune system or just doesn't feel comfortable. We have the ministry of the live stream for our church and almost the attendance on the live stream matches the attendance of those I speak to. And these are people that are important. These are good, solid people that are watching online. And when this pandemic first started, I was really surprised. You didn't know uh, which ones would feel comfortable and which ones would not. But it kind of came out a little different than I was expecting. But the good thing is they're both good people. And we want to minister to them. And we love them just the same. And we don't want to treat them any different because they don't feel comfortable. And so we've done a lot of changes to our live stream and really adding value to it, really getting a little better along the way and improving things a little bit at a time in a reasonable way, of course. But I look at it as a ministry. There are people who are being ministered to as they're receiving the the service and they are being, you know, being let know and reminded that they are important and many of them share prayer requests that we pray about and are able and feel comfortable about doing those things. And so we, in that sense too, it's a ministry. And then it is good to have a dedicated person. My oldest daughter, Kaylee, uh, she's 15 now, and it's a good ministry for young people like that. My wife, I trained her on the live stream and there's still much more we need to do as far as we're always improving. I'm if you know anything about me, my wife says, you're never happy. You're never content with what you're doing right now. But I, I just want to do better and do things more efficiently and so forth. 
And right now we're streaming with StreamYard, which is what I'll be streaming with here shortly, is um, a very user-friendly interface that I recommend for a lot of churches. It does have some limitations, of course, like anything else, there's give and take. If you want more user-friendly, then it's going to cause some of the the cheaper options, the free options like this video podcast is being recorded on OBS. So it's a free software on the software side. It's free and you can record your screen and make scenes and add all kinds of transitions and things like that and inputs and your browser and all those different things. But we want to level up our live stream and continue to do better. And so one of the things that I wanted her to do was to monitor the comments coming in because this is something I'd like to encourage each and every one listening to the podcast about the ministry of live streaming is there several things you need to do. You can't just pop on your camera and pop on your audio interface. If that's what you're using or have a digital soundboard, whatever. And then all of a sudden you just expect a million people to, to be drawn to your broadcast just because you're live. No, it's like anything else. You're going to have to work on it. It's like a garden. You're going to have to cultivate it. You're going to have to promote your page. You're going to have to dress up your page, your Facebook church page. If you don't have one, you're going to need to start one. And you're going to need to bring up the value on that as well and make, you know, post and keep it active and updated and set up the right way and so forth on the Facebook side of it. And I'd go a step further and say, you need to set up a YouTube page. There are several benefits to having a YouTube page is one of the main things that you can do is right now using StreamYard, we have like the $25 a month package, I guess you say, or the subscription. And in that subscription, we are allowed to stream at the level of 720, 30 frames a second. But our camera, which is a PTZ camera, uh, pan, tilt, zoom camera, has the ability to stream at 1080p. So that would be one of the benefits of training on open broadcast or software to, with our church is that many people, as I was going back to watch on YouTube, and they like the YouTube option because they can put it on their TV and watch it there. And it's a much larger screen and so forth. And it would be nice eventually. And we will get to that point to where we switch softwares and go to OBS and start using that for graphic overlays. But one of the things that it would improve, and it's, it's something that most people, I don't guess would even notice, but it is something that I believe that needs to be done is especially for those who are watching on TV we would be going from 720 quality to 1080p. So you can see the benefits of that. And what you do is you just strive for it and you just learn a little new each day that we'll be talking about later. So I just wanted to say again, the, it's the ministry of live streaming. You have those you are nurturing, those you're letting know are important. And my daughter, going back to her before I move on too much, is she's sitting there and she's monitoring the comments. She's welcoming those into the live stream those who make comments and we encourage our people to say hello, say amen, let us know you're here, say good morning, good evening, whatever, and because it promotes your live stream as well. So you want to encourage your people to say, hey, give me a like, a share, a hug a heart, something. Give me a I even tell them sometimes, give me a mean face, just to mix it up a little bit every once in a while. Because it helps. It promotes the live stream. 
You have those who are commenting throughout the service, uh, although you want them to pay attention, but it does help the stream. It helps to promote it, shows it's getting a little more popular and more activity. So you want to encourage your people to do that. We encourage them, give us a like, give us a share, give us a comment on Facebook, you know, share the post, things like that. I'm almost got to the point anymore and may do it that I'll have a part in the service in our regular service and just say, Hey, everybody take a minute, take out your phone. Hopefully you don't have it out already. Right. And go ahead and share that live stream and bring more people in on your page. And then later they can share it from their page. If they don't catch it live stream, it's good that Facebook archives it, so to speak. And so they can go back and watch later. And when they comment it on, on it, then also on the YouTube side, one of the benefits to that, that I've used greatly, that's been a tremendous help is of course we, we're not doing the quality. We'll get to that, the 1080p later, uh, eventually when we move forward with that and get some training in. And I want to make some YouTube tutorials and videos. So give me some feedback on that about making some with OBS as far as it comes to streaming, because there is a need, a great need in churches for us to create trainings for those to learn how to do this stuff with sound, audio, sound systems, and you name it, technology in general. So on the YouTube side, you need likes. And so you want to encourage people to like the video also commenting really promotes it. They can watch it on their TV. So there's some things that, and, and see on the other side, you need to start a YouTube page. You need to have channel art on your page that can be designed through Canva is what I use. And I'd be happy to make a tutorial on that if you'd like, or to help you with a banner or a profile picture or thumbnail images for your services and that type of thing, that graphics that can be created for free. Of course, there's a subscription base that I have as well. It gives you more graphics and things like that. So that is something else you want to think about when it comes to the ministry. So you're nurturing people that are important. We don't think it, we shouldn't think any less of them and love them and nurture them because when things clear up, we want them to come back and we want it them to know that we loved them throughout all this and we didn't neglect them. So, and then on another side, it gives us exposure. I don't know how many times I've went out in the community, uh, where I drive a school bus as well, addition to pastoring and doing everything else I do and go maybe over to the garage or see another driver or have somebody as an aide ride my bus. When we deliver the meals that tell me I was able to watch your service and I enjoyed it. And we, we try to catch you later or even in the live stream. And so you're getting exposure to people that don't know who you are. And that's one of the things I think we failed at as churches is we've been, we've been afraid of the camera. We've been afraid of the microphone. We've been afraid to get our face on camera. We've been afraid to talk into the microphone. We've been afraid that we may attract some people that are haters and people that are going to criticize us and question us. But I wouldn't worry about that because Jesus had, he attracted those type people. We just need to get the gospel out and let the chips fall where they may. Uh, in my experience so far, I know I will. Uh, even this exposure that I've had, I haven't attracted the criticism. And you're going to do that every once in a while. Somebody's going to criticize you, but we need to learn how to cope with that and deal with that. That's just part of it. So again, ministry is a live, look at live streaming as a ministry, nurturing people, giving you more exposure, 
And then something else that it does before we move on to something else is it gives us the ability for people to listen to our preaching and watch our services and, and to see how we conduct ourselves, give them an idea. The old days when you came into a church, you didn't know what to expect. You didn't know how, what the preacher looked like. You didn't know what how he preached. You didn't know his position on some things. And so people can go online and listen to you and listen to me and see if we're their cup of tea. And I believe that if they review us and look at us and do their homework, then later they can make a more, uh, they can make a better decision. I guess I should say when it comes to, is this the right church for me? And we've been successful in that area in knowing that I'm not everybody's cup of tea and that we give an opportunity for those to listen online and see if they're interested in my type preaching. And then when they come into the service and they come into the church, those have been translated more to members and people that stick around with us. Why? Because they've already had a chance to check us out. And so that really helps on that end as well. So the next thing that I want to talk about is the importance of audio. I never realized in the ministry how important audio is. And audio is very important. It's important your sound system. If your sound system is not right, if your microphones are not right, if your board mixer is not right, if your speakers are not working, if something is off, if there is a squeal, if there's feedback, if there's reverb uh, improperly, I guess you say put on there, if something's off, it becomes a, a great distraction. I know many services and not really so much the fault of people that run the sound system or what have you, but just something goes haywire and about ruins your whole service. When you go live streaming, you got a whole lot more to keep up with. Right now we have a digital soundboard. We have our in-house mix that's set up for those who are sitting in the service. And then we have what they call buses and they're sending out on their own mix to uh, several places. Well, we got one for our monitors. We've got on the stage monitors, our wedges. We have, we have wings. We have two wings where people sit off to the side. They're on a separate bus and they're getting a mix and they are controlled and have their own control on the, a level on a fader, I should say, so that we can control the volume because what gets me is when people say, when it comes to audio, they say, turn it up or turn it down. We have to say, well, what exactly is too loud? Is it the wings? Is it the monitors? Is it the mains? Is it the live stream? Is it a particular uh, area? Because just saying it's too loud overall doesn't really give us enough information. Uh, you may be the, is it the main speakers, the main bus or what have you? So those are things... Uh, Audio is so very important. Even right now, I have a lot going on in this podcast. I just didn't set a microphone in front of me and start talking. It may appear that way. And if, if, it, if it does, with the good quality that I believe I have, then I've accomplished my goal. I have audio treatment. This is important in the room. I'm speaking directly into the wall behind the camera. It, it has acoustical foam to reduce reverb. I have my microphone that is a, a broadcast dynamic roadcaster 
uh, not a roadcaster, uh, road procaster. No, what is it? Uh, I guess it, they get so confused with these uh, road products because you have the road. Uh, it was a roadcaster pro. So this is a road procaster. I'll get it right in a minute. Broadcast dynamic microphone, and I have it positioned. I have it positioned to avoid plosives the best I can. <laughs> I have a foam cover over it and I'm speaking over the microphone at this time using proper microphone technique to avoid that puff of air. When I say peas and that type of thing on a boom arm close to my mouth speaking and it is being sent in, it's being processed. There's a limiter, there's compression. I ha there is other effects that have been applied to help the voice, to help the audio. And then that is going into the ATM mini software where it's being processed. Well, it's going to the zoom H six to be boosted with a clean gain and signal then to the ATM, ATM mini, uh, video switcher that has the audio controls. And that's where I've applied digital effects to my voice. And then that's going through OBS with a limiter in OBS is the only effect I believe I have set on here. Let me check is as far as filters. Well, actually I have no filters on right now, but I have the limiter going in the ATEM software. So all that just so that we have the best quality audio there is. Now the, I believe the Bible speaks of good audio. It talks about the voice and it talks about John the Baptist, the voice crying in the wilderness. It was a voice that needed to be heard. He had a message that needed to be heard. The Bible says, how shall they hear without a preacher? If they can't hear you, if people can't hear you in person and your voice amplified, if they can't hear you on the live stream, if they can't hear you, for example, in the wings, if they can't hear you in another auxiliary source, such as the nursery or something like that, then we've really missed out. And so these are things that are very important. The, the importance of audio is something that we ought really to consider. Next, what I want to go to is when it comes to live streaming, if you get set up in your church or in like in my study here at the church right now, which is kind of a mess behind me, I apologize for that, but it's a work in progress. But problem solving in real time, you can have someone come, come in and set up a live stream and as long as everything that they set up works perfectly, which is not, I say that sarcastically because it's not going to, it's going to be problematic. There are a lot of things that are, have to communicate with one another. There's cameras, there's video capture cards, there's, com there's the computer, there is the camera, there is the power sources, there is the, the sound mixer, the board, and speakers, and there's just a lot that goes into it. And so with all those wheels and all those cogs in it, you can, I can guarantee you there's going to be issues. There's going to be problems. And some, um, the majority of people that tell me when I talk about live stream, they say, oh, it's just easy. Well, it, it is unless if everything's set up, it's, you know, and you know, it kind of know what you're doing, you get it set up, but where you're going to run into problems, it's not so much just turning on the button and saying, all right, we're live now. It, what's going to be, what's going to make you successful and me successful is to be able to in real time, like as it's happening, be able to troubleshoot problems. All right. You're getting an echo in the live stream, but there's not an echo in the, 
in-house in the sanctuary. Where is it coming from? These are things you have to discover. We had a hiccup this morning that my wife kind of felt bad about, but it wasn't her fault. Actually, it was my fault. We had a preacher's fellowship Friday, and I was back there as the preachers were preaching. It gave me a good time to kind of hone in the sound system and add digital uh, effects, compression, and a gate. And I set the gate too high, and so the pulpit mic, when my voice would lower to a certain volume, was shutting off. And that was completely my problem. So that was a hiccup. You're going to have those. Don't get bogged down. Learn from it and move on, okay? A lot of churches I see, they're putting on there, well, we have technical difficulties. but And I realize that happens, and then you think the whole service was a wash. The whole service we were not able to have as a result of these technical difficulties. But be sure to come in on a Saturday or be thinking ahead and learn from it and go in and test your equipment, test your microphones, test your sound system the best you can, test the software, you know, make sure things are in place and nothing's been changed and just give everything a a test run and you'll find out you'll have less technical problems. All right. That you don't want to, you miss a whole service. That's a whole lot to miss out on, but you're going to have those little problems. And that was one that we weren't able to discover until I fell in the church David King mentioned, he said, I believe it was at the gate that was, it was closing. And that's the reason your pulpit mic kept shutting off and it ended up being that that was the problem. Something else that I want to encourage you on is I want you to just learn something new every day. When it comes to live streaming, video, audio, learn a little bit each day. There's only so much that you can process about this, but if you can, Find, of course, you're going to have problems and then think about the solutions about those. Learn something new every day. That's how you can help your pastor, your church, is just get 1% better. That's all we're asking. Just try to get 1% better every time. Learn from it and move on and add value as you go. Implement little things in the mix, like maybe at first, you know, we started out with a GoPro and we were taking the GoPro and recording and then uploading later to. Uh, YouTube and Facebook too, I believe, uh, after the fact, which there's nothing wrong with that. But then we eventually went over to where we wanted to hook up a camcorder that would be plugged into our sound system because our audio with the Go the GoPro, wonderful video. I would not suggest it for live streaming in a, in a church because they get very hot. You get a very wide shot, kind of a fisheye look that can be fixed in post, but it's going to be problematic. There's a lot of other better solutions than a GoPro. You know, if you had one, you could use it if you're trying to put something together, but I wouldn't suggest it overall. And then you want to look at things such as, um, you know, we went to the camcorder and then we upgraded to that and then had it in the sound coming in through an audio, audio interface. And that brought the sound much better coming from the soundboard. But then our video was very distant, uh, far away because it's 60 feet from our sound booth to our, to the pulpit. And so that become an issue. And then we went with the DSLR camera and then that was still too far away. We got a real high, you know, um, tripod to lift it up higher and then to take the long 
you know, zoom lens to get a little closer. And that was pretty good quality, but it, people would about trip over the tripod. It was in the way it was a distraction and it was our own personal one as well. So we don't want somebody knocking it over and be out, you know, a thousand dollars. So eventually we upgraded to a PTZ camera that is mounted in the ceiling. We have a very low seal in our church. If you have a high ceiling, I envy you because you have a lot of options when it comes to live streaming, but we mounted it upside down and it's out of sight, out of mind. We run it on POE, which is power over ethernet, doesn't require an outlet and it works great for us. And so you just continue working, get, getting a little better. And I want to be the person resource that can help you any way I can. So I want to encourage you in those things as that we're learning a little bit new each day. And then as we're ending out, I just want to tell you about a live stream installa installation that we done this past week up at a church in Smith Mountain Lake, uh, Sandy level, Virginia, and we're doing a PTZ camera. They have a analog soundboard. We've got, got a Motu, the audio interface, and I'm going to have the ability on channel one to come in from the stereo, which the out, which is currently messed up right now, but they're going to get that fixed. When it be controlled with a fader, and then I'm going to hook them up. I got them hooked up on channel two with the auxiliary, give them more control as they get learning. So that way they got two options to run those. And the reason I do that is because if you have the two inputs, the cables are not that much. And the more you learn, you, a lot of people don't feel comfortable in the auxiliaries quite yet. The small churches that I work in until I have a chance to kind of train them. So we got the audio, we got the ethernet cat six run to, uh, now we just need to power it by POE, get a box and then mount the camera on the back of the church on the L bracket and run it by POE. So it won't have to run the outlet. And then S it was SDI. SDI, I think it is, that we run into the video capture card that I installed in the gaming computer that has an i5 processor and five gigs of RAM. And so he's able to get a picture, go back this week and finish installing the camera and get that completed and then get them live stream. And they've been using a iPhone in front of the pulpit with an external microphone, which I, I'm, you know, I'm all for that but it, it, it's not a great angle. It is right in front of the pulpit and it's not a permanent solution. And there, anything you do is going to be problematic. So you got to pick your poison type thing. So just want to share those things with you. If you can help us by subscribing to the podcast and let us know in the comments, especially on the video podcast on YouTube, a supplemental seminary show, which is on the supplemental seminary YouTube page, and I have a playlist for this. Do let me know in the comments below if there's any way you heard me talk about that I can improve, that I can learn more, or either you have a question about live streams, podcast, OBS, those type of things, or how you see me doing something that you would like to do as well. I'd be happy to help you and reach out to you in the comments. And let's help one another during this time when it comes to technology. And thanks for joining me. This is David Toller with Supplemental Seminary. We look forward to seeing you next week. You have a wonderful opportunity right now to submit questions that we can review on the podcast. So if you have a question, be sure to submit that in the comments, and we will share that in the next one. In the meantime, God bless you and wish you all the best.